Welcome to Roundtail Radio. Through our conversations, we discover the holy in the ordinary, look for moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a good. bright, shiny, crisp morning here in New England. It is. It's very It's new a classic. England. It's classic. It is. It's. Uh, I saw a funny thing that was like, everyone in New England is like, it's so collegiate. Oh, geez. This time of year. So I put on my best like little <laughs> Ivy League <laughs> collar. To feel very studious today. <laughs> so I'm ready to go. Oh my goodness. Um, diving in mm-hmm. to our podcast today, yep. I wanted to actually loop back to last week because something has stuck with me all week, mm. which is you said that we, I'm going to quote you in front of you and quote you probably wrong. <laughs> I can deconstruct it later. Thank you. Um, that we, sh- well, that you said we have been expecting less of each other mm-hmm. and of our churches, mm-hmm. and that maybe it's time to expect more from each other mm. and from our church. And especially the church element, I think, really stuck with me this idea that we can be more mm-hmm. and we should be more. Mm-hmm. Say, say, Would I, you like me to respond? Please to, do to all of the above. I'll just pick a pick an entry point and and dive in. I think that, and I can't remember the source of this comment, but uh, it it also struck with me mm-hmm. that the gist of this comment is as we have watched the church decline over the last many many years. Yeah. the The question was: Is it possible that this is in large part? And this seems very counterintuitive Mm. that this is because we've actually expected less of ourselves rather than more. Mm -hmm. And I was really struck by that comment because I think what we're also hearing these days is that many people have opted out of uh, not just church, but nonprofit commitments and so on, Mm -hmm. because what they've said is, look, we don't have enough time. Sure. You know, we're, we're busy in so many different directions. And how is it that you expect us to get you know, involved in these ways. Right. And yet, actually, historically, people have been very involved in all kinds of institutions in very healthy ways. Right. And I think that that has eroded over a period of time. Mm. And so now, as we're looking to the future, um, I think we're, we're emerging out of a mindset in which we were really told for many, many years that we really we had to create uh, faith communities that were based around people's needs. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe we're starting to shift back towards a view that what we really want to do is to appeal to their highest aspirations. Mm. And I think the difference here is that it's it's one thing to say to people, we really want you to be involved in our community of faith, and we're going to tell you how that's going to look like. Mm. You know, We're going to tell you what that's going to look like. Right. You're going to meet the institution's needs. As opposed to saying, we want you to, we want to help you discover your callings. Mm -hmm. We want to give you resources to help you do that. That may actually bring more demand on your life in some ways. Sure. But we also think that you'll be much more satisfied from it. So it's being an empowering tool versus being a, 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 mechanism that you become a cog in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well said. And I do think that so many people I've known over the years have said, please don't ask me to serve on one more committee. (laughs) Please don't ask me to do that. Or you can go ahead and ask me, but the answer is no. Yeah. Right? I think committee has become a a bad word. (laughs) 
It's not good right now. It's not great. It's not. No, <laughs> I don't want to be a committee recruiter for my uh, my vocation. Yeah. I mean, a, a phrase that gets tossed around our house a lot is designed by committee. Yeah. Which is not a positive yep. thing, uh, especially in our house. <laughs> As you can imagine a couple so great people. Can I give you a really good example of, of what we're talking about? Yes. That I had not even thought about until just this very moment. Exciting. Many, many years ago, when I was serving in my first congregation, there was a, a couple in, in my congregation I got to know. They had three children. Mm -hmm. They already had a pretty busy life. Right? Yep. A lot going on there. They were both teachers. And one day, uh, Brian came into my office and he said, you know, I want you to know something we're thinking about. We're thinking about leaving town. Hmm. And he said, what we really think we want to do is uh, teach, but in an international school. Ooh. And so... All they wanted from me was to be a sounding board yeah. right? because it was going to be too frightening for them to talk with their family members who were like, <laughs> you're going to go where? Yeah. You're going to all that. Yeah. They're not getting an objective opinion. Right. So the thing that struck me about that is that, you know, this wonderful couple, by the way, they often were asked to serve on committees in the life of the church and mm -hmm. always struggled to do that because they had so many commitments. Sure. But here was a case in point where they were going to uproot their entire lives, yeah. move to another country, go through all kinds of changes, yeah. which this was going to be more demanding. Right. It was going to be harder to do, but it was coming from their heart. Oh, yeah. It was coming through their soul. Mm -hmm. And they just said, you know, are we, should we even be thinking about this? Does it make sense to, and so all I did was just, I kept feeding questions back to them. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, they did that. They left their, uprooted their lives, mm -hmm. and they wound up serving in international schools in all kinds of, for them, amazing places. Yeah. And I think they were incredibly fulfilled by that. I think they were incredibly stretched by that. Mm -hmm. Maybe there were times when they wished they hadn't done it, <laughs> right? Totally frustrated sure, by yeah, it. Just imagine all the red tape they had to deal with oh, in order so you know, to get all of the proper certifications and whatnot. But yeah. I think back on them, not everyone has to go to that extreme. Yeah. But my my thought is there's there's a call there are callings. There's not one calling. There are many callings in us over the course of a lifetime. Yeah. And I think there's something about being called that also it comes with it this sense of being stretched and pulled sure. out of our comfort zones. Yeah. And that is kind of like good exercise. We feel better for it. Mm -hmm. We might not feel too great while we're doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm never doing this exercise again. And then we're done yes. and think, okay, I did it. It yeah. wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I did. Does that help though? No, I like that a lot. It sounds like when your efforts are aligned or in alignment, when your efforts are in alignment, well said. It's kind of the phrase I was looking for while while you were telling that story. It's, you know, it's it's that it's that sort of cliche of like, oh, when you work for yourself, you never work a day in your life. Or, you know, like mm -hmm. when you when you when you do your passion, you never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a bit of a misnomer because there's so much effort. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But it's it's when that effort feels meaningful. When your efforts feel aligned with what you want to spend your time doing. Yes. Yes. You know, I think that that it, time moves differently. That's, I think that's very much the experience of people I've known. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I love the way that you've said this, you know, when the effort is meaningful, because the passion may or may not be there. Right. I think sometimes we place too much of that kind of expectation on ourselves. When we hear the phrase, follow your bliss mm -hmm. or follow your passion, I think 
a lot of times good work is not necessarily passionate work. Yeah. But we can still feel like it's coming, you know, from the center of our being and that it's doing something that's very satisfying for us and potentially very meaningful for other people. And because I feel like that pat that you know, the, the words passion or bliss, they have an expectation for how you're going to feel yes. while you're doing a, that work. A certain emotional mood. A certain emotional mood. Mm -hmm. And this idea that you'll be like, oh, this is just the best thing ever. This is the easiest thing. This is and I think like you were saying, it's like sometimes while you're doing it, it's not the easiest. It's mm -hmm. not the most you know, freeing, you know, you're not like skipping through a field. Yeah. <laughs> Wildflowers. I haven't had many of those skipping through the field. No, yeah, not, not in professional world. <laughs> but it's, but at the end of the day, you can look back and, and say, I did something today. Yep. You know, I, I feel satisfied. What satisfaction I feel like is a really great word because there's something balanced and it's like you know we say when you've had a really great meal and you, you you're satisfied you haven't overindulged right you haven't underfed yourself you are satisfied there's a balance yes in that word that i like yeah that I, like you know, i like it's, that it's it's not too much it's not too little and i feel like you can you know, it's to go. I think exercise is a really fantastic comparison because I feel like it's kind of a circle of like if you do too little, you're tired. If you do too much, you're tired, and mm. you kind of can't. Sometimes you can't figure out which one it is mm -hmm. for your body. It's like, is my body telling me to rest or is my body telling me to move? Yes, because I'm exhausted. Right, right. So you know what I mean. I do. Like sometimes I'm so exhausted that, but I realize I to find energy I need to exercise or move my body or, you know, like get up and going though my body's like tired. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. I think that's, and it is hard to find that place. It is interesting because, um, I think studies have shown, and there's a beautiful book called flow in which the author explores this very topic that too little stress in our lives is actually as big a problem as too much. Like gravity. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> get the right amount. You just know? get the right amount. Yeah, <laughs> Either you're going to be pasted to the earth, right? Or you're going to fly I'll off. Fly into off, the and you have no muscle tone. So, <laughs> sorry, that came way more random than I meant it to. I think it's a great image. Thank you. <laughs> it made perfect sense in my mind. <laughs> oh my goodness! Please continue your thought about yes. stress. <laughs> well, I I love your thought about. I, I don't think we can overemphasize that satisfaction part. Mm. Um, I have this memory <laughs> when I was little, and uh, I guess I must have been going through a, a point in time when I wasn't exercising a whole lot or something, you know, and my brother said, okay, we're going for a walk, older brother, and yeah. oh, we went for a walk. Oh, dear. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I remember coming back, and uh, I just remember my brother saying, look at his face. You know? like, <laughs> oh, no. Have you ever seen a face that red before? Oh, no. <laughs> But I remember the moment as being incredibly satisfying because mm. I had stretched myself, mm -hmm. you know, had been forced to stretch myself right. beyond a certain point. And I guess that's where I'm coming back to with the whole notion of expectation. I think that in our communities of faith, we have created a culture of expectation that was basically about the institution's needs. Yeah. And now we're asking the question, how can we help you to realize your dreams, your callings, your hopes, which will in their own way have great demand, but to your point, will be satisfying. So Yeah. And it's it's I think it's an entirely different position for a faith community to be in. I think mm -hmm. I think historically 
they, the great they, have set themselves up for failure as 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 saying that they are this moral authority. Mm, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you make yourself a moral authority and then you don't live up to it, you're gonna. There's problems. There's, there's fundamental pro- problems in your and it's and it's it. I think to me that's like the third rail mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of of lifting yourself to this this thing that you were only going to get top toppled off. Yeah. Versus it being a community of of uh, r- flawed humans mm-hmm. trying our best, mm-hmm. being in community, being compassionate, being generous to one another and the world. To me, I feel like we need new words. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it feels like what we are building and what we're part of here feels so fundamentally different than Mm -hmm. the mental picture I get in my mind when someone says, oh, like a church or um, even Christianity. Mm -hmm. To me, this Mm -hmm. is maybe something more in tune, more in line with the very earliest church Mm -hmm. of like 12 dudes wandering around. Right. And there, I love this image that you've given me over the years of these disciples being just kind of clueless, fumbling along, fumbling along. And I really relate to that. Oh, bless their hearts so deeply. Yeah. And they've got this great leader, and they're he's just like, okay, seriously. <laughs> Didn't we cover this already? It's like, yeah. It's, were you listening? You know, oh. and it's so relatable and. It's just, you know, not taking that too seriously, which I is helpful, but there's something so fundamentally human there. Oh, yes. In their flaws, in their trying their best. And you think about it, you know, this is a religious tradition's core stories. Right. Right? Yeah. And to show the humanity of people in that way, it just, how can it not be endearing? Yeah. And then coming back to us. And again, that's why I, one thing I've heard people say over the years, maybe they've had to care for a loved one uh, at home for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. or their job put extraordinary demands on them for a time, or whatever it was. And people have said to me, I'm so sorry, I can't be more involved right now, but I've got this, you know, this mm-hmm. commitment. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, what do you mean more involved? You're, you're already caring for someone in an extraordinary way. You're already uh, being required by your employer to do your work in a, in a really you know intense kind of way and mm-hmm. all these other examples. And to think of how, uh, it makes me feel really badly right now, but to think about how people have said, oh gosh, I wish I could have you know, given more time to the church. Mm-hmm. No, the church is really designed to help you, to help others ask, so how in, in terms of where you are right now, can we support you and encourage you? Yeah. Rather than making people think, oh, well, you can come back and do that when things are differently, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, or are going differently. In it your seems life. like, yeah, it seems like there's sometimes a misunderstanding that we're only there when, when, for, for we we need you. That's correct. Versus, yep. that we're we're here for you, right? And when you're busy, or when you're, we're still we're still here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like the very very bestest of friends. Yeah, right? I mean, I think that what I've tried to say in those experiences how can how can you be the church right where you are? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's always about demonstrating love, generosity, whatever it might be, peace, in terms of where we are in any given moment. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so that's why I increasingly look at church as a base camp, you know, and from the base camp, you go out into the world, you know, hopefully refreshed, renewed with some good insights. But I think about all the people over the years who couldn't even come to a service of worship because they had another kind of commitment. And they sure. would often feel guilty about that or like they were letting the church down. And so to help people think in a completely new way about that. Mm -hmm. And I tend to agree with you. I don't necessarily think we have the words right now. Yeah. Um, and that's all right. You know, we, we find our way towards this new time. And that's part of what I think it's an exciting time because it could potentially be a much, much healthier time. Sure. Right. Where we have where we're clear about what the organization is really for mm -hmm. and what it can do for us and what it can't. And then we're also clear about how important our callings are at any particular time. I remember years ago watching this movie and Nick Nolte was in it called Lorenzo's Oil mm. about um, uh, this was a couple, a husband and wife whose child was diagnosed with this extraordinarily rare disease. And all they could do was to try to think about how are we going to create resources? They almost became their own medical research team. Wow. And ultimately, I think they did find um, some kind of resolution for their child's illness, but they had to go to such extreme measures to do that. So again, in that, in that case, they were following their calling, mm -hmm. right? Their calling was to love their child and to figure out a way if they could to alleviate some of that suffering. And I think that to me, what, what an extraordinary example of love and had that couple been affiliated with the church, I hope the church would have said, how can we be a community of love for you while you're engaged in that search? Right. Right. Not, um, Hey, we hope when things get better, you'll serve on the mission committee. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I like um, it. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the way I'm trying to think, you know, how are we equipping people to, towards that kind of mission, yeah. right? That kind of understanding of themselves in a way as the mission. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the wonderful nature of our digital ministry, mm. if you yeah. will. Gosh, um, yes. yeah. That, you know, we are able to provide content, mm -hmm. we'll provide encouragement, hopefully, to mm -hmm. our community and the world that can access it whenever they are able. And right. it's there for them in this really just like, here you go. Yeah. I, I, I made this for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a gift. And it's here if you, if you, if you would like it. No pressure. Right. <laughs> Literally zero pressure. <laughs> but we made it if you'd like to listen to it or watch it. <laughs> you know, and it's just really gentle, just like, Yes, right. <laughs> and that's the really amazing thing I think about, you know, technology gets a bad rap, mm -hmm. frankly, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some, you know, the uh, the way that technology has come so far and has, you know, made the, you know, the kind of cameras and microphones we use even 10 years ago would have been mm -hmm. impossible to, for a church to afford, yep. a church our size to afford. Yep. Um, you know, it's only for like, TV broadcast stations or the churches with just like gobs of money. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the past five years, it's <laughs> just become so much more. I mean, I even go back and listen to our old podcasts <laughs> where we bought, Oops. like I got us the, 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 I got us the best microphones we could afford. <laughs> it's rough guys. <laughs> I actually went back and like tried to re-edit it, which was helpful because we have better software now. It's amazing what we can do with better software. Clean it up. I could I could go about this for, for hours, um, <laughs> but it's you know I think that's the really nice thing about what we 
are trying to hopefully offer mm-hmm. to the community at large mm-hmm. um, is just a nice like whenever you feel like it during the week. I mean, that's the thing about the podcast that I think this mm-hmm. podcast is fun because we can, you know, I, I, I like to listen. I like to picture people listening to this on the train. Yeah. Or in yeah, their cars. Too. I, lo- I listen to podcasts in my car. Mm-hmm. So that's what I listen to. I, I will legit listen to our podcast and like laugh. <laughs> And I was here the first time <laughs> and the second time while editing it. And I'm like, that's, that's a great credit. That was a good, that was a good point. That was a good point Ed made. <laughs> well, you know, it was just so lovely this morning coming into, um, you know, coming into work and having one person say, you know, I, I listened to the online message, um, you know, while I was driving the car and, and you think it's, so it's, it's where he was. Yeah. Right. And so he was traveling back uh, from, where he had been making a visit with a family member and was able to enjoy that and take that with him and and make that connection. And that would not have been possible here, you know, not so very long ago. Not so very long ago at all, yeah. So I think it's, it, it's in a way, I think about uh, these stories that have been handed down to us in the New Testament, these stories about Jesus. And if we just stop for a moment and think, here's a person who really never you know, stopped anywhere for very long, right? right? He sort of went from village to village to village and interacted, kind of doing a little bit of what we're doing, saying, mm. here. Here you go. It's a story. <laughs> Take, eat, you yep. know, mm-hmm. do what you will. Mm-hmm. But you don't see, you know, coercive behavior, you yeah. know? It's really, really taking the risk, as he says in one occasion, you know, just to throw a lot of seeds out there. Oh, right? yeah. And some of them we know ahead of time are not going to make it. He's yeah. very clear about that. Mm-hmm. But some of them are. And he does go on to say that the ones that actually will take root are going to produce, um, you know, tenfold, a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. So there's something really kind of wonderfully magical about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what a good conversation or a good thought can lead to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what we're trying to do. I love it. Well, I would love to hear your thoughts, dear listener, on, you know, on what we're talking about today. What to you is, you know, the 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 church air quotes. What what, you know, is is there something in that for you? Like as you know, in your ideal situation, do mm. you know, or can we be there for you? Can we be a conversation partner with you? You know, where are you finding that you need tools for your own personal expression of generosity and kindness and being a member of our community? We'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on our YouTube channel, Roundhill Radio, or visit roundhillradio.org. There's a form right at the top, and we would just love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening or watching today. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org. 